great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Yes, great day. Amazing humans. Welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. Our guest today is an exceptional performer whose life journey is a testament to resilience and artistic excellence. From her earliest days dancing in Trinidad to the prestigious Alvin Alley School in New York City, she danced her way through triumphs and faced down challenges that would have deterred most. Not only does she conquer the demanding world of dance, theater, and music as a triple threat performer, she also graced iconic stages and unforgettable roles, including Disney's The Lion King! <laughs> and the Shepherd Experience Festival. Now she's here to share her remarkable journey and insights as a mental performance coach, speaker, and writer, a guiding light who empowers individuals like myself to unlock their true potential no matter the obstacles they encounter. I trust that you're as excited as I am to learn more about our guests. So please join me in a big, gigantic, massive podcast welcome for Ayanna Silly. <laughs> Thank you. Energy unmatched. <laughs> well, you give me, you, you, in all truth, you do give I'll me match. life. Yeah. Aww. So I know this will be right up your alley because I, I truly believe that you live in the space. Um, but what has been your most empowered thought of the day so far? Ooh, of the day. <laughs> um, I would say, and I think it's like every day I mm. have this sort of like, I can do it mm. or anything's possible. Like we're in the throes of rejigging this, co- our apartment, our condo. <clears throat> and there's so many things about two weeks ago. I was like, Oh my gosh, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? But in the moment I'm like, it's fine. Well, we can do it. I'll move this bed. I'll do it by myself. Like it's, I think it's just a matter of, um, I think that's it. I can do it. Anything's possible. I think that's a daily a place that I go to, a place that I kind of sit in because anything can be a challenge before you begin. Um, And then once you start to navigate and maneuver, you find that there is possibility and there are ways of Mm -hmm. um, uh, fixing, doing, you know. So I think that's the place that I tend to sit in. And it's interesting, sorry, because of course you asked me one question. (laughs) No, go, go. Like, like being around other people too, like, you know, and you hear how people go to the negative, like Mm -hmm. right away, Mm -hmm. go, we can do this. Oh, but don't forget, you have to do this. Don't forget. Oh, this. And it's just like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to go there until that, uh, that uh, presents itself. Yeah. If the obstacle presents itself and we deal with it, but can we start with what we have control over and that notion that things are possible and we're going to approach it in that manner. I love that. And I love the fact that what resonates for me is that things are possible and I don't need anything more than whatever, what I already have inside of me deposited yes. to do it. Oh to, my gosh. Yeah. 
Mm. And it's interesting because this, well, I'm, I'm saying it now. I never really say it because I'm like, say it shifts afterwards, but we've actually titled this episode, the magic within you. And that is so evident of everything about that. I think that you embody. And, um, and so for all the listeners, this podcast recording and this episode, this interview, her saying yes, stemmed from, I was on Instagram the one few times I was on Instagram scrolling. No, actually, I, I, it's my one and done. You were my one and done that day, which is whoever shows up on my feed first. I read mm, that post. I love that. I, I like it or don't like it. And then I, I, I leave, I leave. And that particular day, I think I was met with yellow. I was met with a lot of color feathers. Right. <laughs> like I was met with something very grandiose that you were doing. Yes. And it was so mesmerizing. And yeah. I think I called you right out of the gate, but yes. I think you were at a wedding or something. It was a party. <laughs> and I was like, party. oh, I can't answer. She won't hear me. This is not going to be a good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So literally I went from this post calling to wanting to just, whoa, your post was very powerful. I think you talked about, like, you talked about something that I would never have thought of if I, if I read, because I've seen you as a performer. So starting right. with that, you had yeah. this experience at Carabana 2023 as the female individual masquerader. Yes. And I was very empowered about the journey that you share. And I said, I need to amplify that story more because I think it's so transcendent. So I'm going to just start there. I'm going to give you the mic. Wow. Please talk to, as a performer, yes. that still was very daunting for you. So can you take us through the background and, and build up yeah. to the actual moment? Yeah. Well, so there, it's twofold. So, and I was thinking about this before, as I was sort of trying to uh, mentally prepare for our, our meeting. Um, so when I, I was in LA two weeks prior, when I go to LA every year to coach with um, uh, singers, producers, writers, everything, um, camp sort of intensive. And um, so I do my mental performance coaching there. That's for a week. And so at a midweek during that week, um, I developed, so I have this condition called lymphedema which I've had for 28 years now. Um, and it started when I was at Alvin Ailey. And it basically is that my lymphatic drainage system does not work the way everyone else's does. So I get this pooling of, um, you know, lymphatic fluid, I suppose, in my lower extremities. And you can have it anywhere. You can have it in your, I've learned mm -hmm. in the past couple years, having been introduced to the, to the lymphedema community, having met many people my age and younger who have this um, condition, uh, you can have it in your arm, you can have it from birth. It's, you can get, it can be primary lymphedema, which is like mine, where you're born with it. You're born with the, um, the genetic predisposition to have it at some point in your life. And it's usually brought on by some kind of trauma. Um, if you don't have it from birth, like if it's not apparent as a baby, cause our babies all like swollen limbs and stuff like that. Yeah. I've come to learn all of this. Um, most people that I've talked to, it comes on as um, after a traumatic event. Mm. I believe mine came on because I was dancing like nine to five, nine to six, five days a week. And so that it's just a lot on the body. And so I started to see the imprint of my shoelaces on the tops of my feet. Mm -hmm. And then um, <clears throat> I was diagnosed in like a semester into Ailey. And then I started because we're um, dancing with bare feet. The minute you expose 
that kind of, uh, so the, the purpose of the lymphatic drainage system is to move all the bad stuff out of your body, right? So the viruses, the bacteria, and we all have stuff enter our body. It's just that active and um, well, efficiently functioning lymphatic drainage system will move that stuff out of the body. You don't even know it's in your body. Okay. For us, we are more prone to infection. So um, yes, so I started getting, like I'd see like, little red spots on my leg and I'd have to be home for a week. This was in New York many moons ago. So the thing that was so painful about this happening in LA was that I did everything. Mm. It's like I need four pillows to put my feet up on when I sleep. They gave me four pillows. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I did everything correctly. And there's just no way of knowing how it happens. And so midweek, I started to feel febrile, like I had fever and chills. And and so I thought I was getting the flu because you don't know right away. The fever comes first. And then I was like, okay, I'm feeling better in my body. Like my body feels better a day, day and a half later. And you never remember, like you never go, let me check my foot. Mm. It's always like I'm on the phone and then my foot itches and then I go, oh my gosh, it's hot. Uh Oh, then I look and it's red Mm. and I just burst into tears because now I'm in the States. Mm. I'm away from my family. I'm away from my husband. Like it just was not a fun experience whatsoever, but I will say I was well taken care of by the powers that be who were there. And I finally, you know, flew home. I had to be so careful with everything just showering Mm. like sitting down on a chair to make sure that my feet were not under the water like there's so much that goes into taking care of your body and your limbs and like I was saying you can have it because we have um lymph nodes all over our body like we have Mm. lymph nodes arms we have lymph nodes here Mm. we have lymph nodes behind our knees Mm. we have nodes in our groin right Mm. so depending on your version of lymphedema mine happens to be in my lower extremities. Some people have it where um, the lower extremity is fine, but from their hip to their knee swells Mm. or their abdomen swells Mm. or their arm swells. So um, I was being very, very cautious. And then I came home and thought, oh my God, how am I now having had this, having been on two sets of antibiotics, how am I going to do this thing in two weeks? How? Like my body's been compromised. I need to rest, but I can't rest because this mammoth thing needs to be built. (laughs) So for two weeks, um, my husband and I trekked up to Scarborough, up to the mass camp. That's where they build all the costumes. All the beautiful costumes that you see for Caravan are built in these mass camps. And we just every day, we just, you know, I'd sit down, I'd do the stuff, put the things in. They're called payettes. And I I was helping to build this costume all the while going, how am I going to do it? Like physically, how am I going to do that? First of all, I've never done it. So I don't even know (laughs) actually if physically I can do it. But now I have this extra layer of like, can I do it physically? But also I've been compromised physically Mm. and my legs carry me. That's something I think about, you know, Mm. how far do I have to walk? you know, uh, will, will there be chairs there? Mm. You know, you may not notice people may not notice or I'll sit and my feet will be tucked up under me Mm. if they're hanging down for too long or they'll be up on something Mm -hmm. elevated. 
So these are things to, you know, constantly take into consideration. So slowly but surely my feet got back to, you know, my, my version of normal and I kept going, but it was a daily, uh, practice in mental preparation Mm -hmm. for some kind of event, race, presentation, you know, anything that is like looming and daunting, Mm -hmm. you do have to mentally strengthen and prepare for this, for whatever is to be. And so, you know, I shared with the designer who I don't think really truly understood the The, the gravity gravity of what was happening. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, I, I kept saying, I was like, God, I know you wouldn't have made this happen for it not to happen. And I also think it's a moment where we're tested. I say that loosely, but it's a moment where it's like, do you want to do it or do you not want to do it? Because right now what it's going to take is some mental uh, push, mm-hmm. right? It's going to take a push mentally to believe that in a week you can do it, mm-hmm. right? And and then to trust, there's so many moments of trust and faith and knowing, and that's what I had to do every day. I would look at video of like, um, I've now met all the, mo- many of the girls who have done it. One girl, her name is Joella Crichton, and she's awesome, and she did it 10 times and won nine times with the same um, designer. Um, she was the queen, actually, and her sister's done it. So I met them all. And I was like, logic, logical brain needs to kick in right now. Mm. What's the size of all these people? Mm. We are close in size. They have all done it. And therefore, I'm going to assume that means that I can also do it. Oh. Like I had to stay in that mm. space mm-hmm. of like logic, 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 because there's no way of knowing that you're going to be able to drag a 200 pound beast of a yeah of a costume this is a costume everybody like so the first time that I put it on was a couple days before probably the Tuesday Mm -hmm. and we put it on in the parking lot everyone in the big costumes puts it on and feels it and feels what you know they look at it they look at you in it they decide what needs to be tweaked you feel it and then I pulled it a bit but like for two seconds, just like, Oh, okay. This is what it feels like. And then you have to translate that into this will be four minutes though. This is 10 seconds of pulling a costume. You need to be able to do it for four minutes. So we kept going and I just, you know, stayed in that zone of like, I wouldn't have been brought this far to not do it. I just feel like these are all little tests those tests before the infection everything was this these moments before where I could have said you know I can't I don't think I should I don't think I can but there was also something bigger saying you can you can do it you can you just have to keep going and 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 you you'll be okay so um I'm always pretty it's the days before when I feel nervous and I can't sleep and stuff like that on the day of a as performer, a performer like as a general as performer, a performer okay, okay. yeah mm-hmm. usually on the day that's when I there's a shift in my mode where it's just it's go time okay. right so okay. like, what do you need to do makeup person comes you know all my stuff is packed ready to go you know what my best friend comes we go we get to the to the stadium and I'm just like I'm in awe I'm in awe because I've been on the other side. My mom's been a judge for like close to, I don't even know, 28, 
30 years. Um, I've always watched. I've always been like, wow, like, I, I think I would love to do that. Um, and so now I'm on the other side and I'm watching the whole procedure of our process of putting stuff up and all the costumes coming to life because they come packed, yeah, right? Yeah. Like and then, tied yeah, up yeah, in a truck. Yeah, and then they and then they they bring this stuff and then they open it up and they start putting it together and you're just like oh, I'm getting chills as I talk about it. I'm just like, oh my god. Um looking around, everyone's stuff is so beautiful. And um and so I was fine up until <laughs> I got strapped in. And we talked about it. At the last, so um, I, I met all of these lovely people just a few weeks ago, looking at Joella's, Joella's story is quite um, amazing, mm-hmm. uh, doing it nine times, like mm-hmm. that's a feat. Mm-hmm. And so I met them and she said, or her sister in that in that movie said, the moment that you get strapped in and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that moment was when I was like, oh my God, like I can't do any, I can't like peel out of this unitard and hand it to someone because like that's it you're in and so I saw the designer his name is Kenny he said to his daughter who's like his right hand woman he said to I saw him say to her leave her let her pull it let her feel it because because I had to yeah or I got on the stage like don't help me and I was I got got my back went up a bit I'm like what do you mean? You're not going to help me? <laughs> and then I was like, it's cool. Stay cool. Stay cool. Um, and so she helped me just up to, I, I pulled it and I was like, wait. And I just started to, Ankechi, I started to pray. And I said, God, please, please, four minutes of my life. That's it. That's it. Please infuse an extra heavenly strength into my body please let my feet carry me please let like just four minutes that's all i need um and right at the moment where you get to the edge of the stage and they start the announcement carnival nations that's the name of the band and i and i I hear my name and i'm like oh my god like this is happening you know and then and I've always done this without knowing what I was doing, I suppose, in high school as a teen, like watching video, watching video. So I studied the video of these prior yeah. queens and female individuals to see exactly when they start moving their legs to walk on the stage. Exactly how, like, are they stooped down? Are they bent? Like, it's like choreography yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. So I studied it in that way. So was, there was just a point in the in the intro where I was like, Okay, you got to be on stage by the time your music starts. And so the, it was the ending of the the speaking intro and I started to move on. And it the wind that night cuz there was a torrential downpour that Yes, night. I remember when we were talking. Yeah. <laughs> the wind was like a brick wall. So I was walking into wind coming my way. And I was just like, oh my God. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. There's just an extra something. And I got on, and once I got on the stage and I turned to the audience, um, then I was in my element. Once I knew that I could carry the costume, 
and I was like, I am going to carry this for four minutes. I just had a, a, this knowing. Then I was able to let go and then I could perform. And then, you know, it was just a matter of like turn the costume. Lots of people were coming up. Remember when you turn to the back, when the back of the costume is facing the audience, mm-hmm. don't smile, breathe, don't do anything extra with your body. Oh, that's fine. that's your rest time. Yes. Yeah. Your rest time. So I heard that. I took that into consideration. Then I turn around. It would be like, then you turn around, you go. <laughs> and then you turn back and then you turn back around right um and i i think halfway through when i turn back around to the back i in my mind i i don't think i i don't think i verbalized it but i just thought to myself girl you are strong you're strong i can't even believe that you're carrying this thing. It's wild, right? You have this moment of like, oh my gosh. And so the end came and the music kind of ended. That was fine. I don't think I lost points on that. I don't know if I did, but. Um, and I got to the edge of the stage and they caught, they kind of catch you and pull you off the stage and they unbuckled me and I just walked out. I wasn't like, I wasn't tired. Yeah. I, I walked out and I was like, I am a champ. I, like, I forgot that it was a, I forgot that it was a competition actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the fact that I did it. I was like, I, I did the that. thing that I had no idea that I could do that. I could have said no to for very valid reasons, but it was something, I think there are moments in life where you have to push through to know that you can do things that you've never done before, things that are seemingly extremely challenging, which it physically was. I mean, um, and I think it was a pivotal moment where I was like, right, this is emblematic of life. This is life, you know? Um, I also would say to myself, you know, you chose to do this. No one asked you. (laughs) It's not like, this is not a paid gig. This is like you went after this challenge. You chose the challenge. And you choose the challenge and the support always comes. Yeah. But um, I think it's also a reminder too, like you've got to be willing to go in, like challenge yourself, like choose something that you've not done before. Choose to do something out of the norm, out of your comfort zone, out of the box. Mm -hmm. Do it. Like this is life. This is because... Because we're constantly signaling our readiness for mm-hmm. new things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll come when you're ready. They'll yeah. come when you're courageous, yeah. right? Or they'll come and you'll be either courageous or not, yeah. right? It's, it's, so, so first of all, this has been the easiest interview I've ever had to do in my life. See, like you did the entire interview in this story. I know. Every question. I, that I, I know. I love it. And so, so, so many, so forget the questions that we planned, but um, I, so just a couple of things that come up. I, that last bit there made me feel like you've unpacked this experience almost. And it almost feels like it was divine and spiritual. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There isn't much, you know, you know me in this, so there isn't much that I do that doesn't feel completely rooted Mm -hmm. in some divine, you know, something. So even 
yeah and it and it's interesting as you build in your discernment it comes faster yeah revelation of the thing you have to unpack less yeah yeah after because yeah. you're seeing it as it's happening mm-hmm. and you're seeing you're like why is this happening to me right now what is going on what is this for because yeah. it's always happening for you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What is yeah. this for? Is this for now? Is this for the people in LA to go, oh, shoot, this is what happens when a teacher gets sick, so they know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's is this point. for me to, mm-hmm. right? It's, I mean, it's multidimensional, mm-hmm. multi-layered. And so I was just like, okay, why? I know I have this thing, this physical thing coming up. Um, is this for me to not do it? Is this yeah. for me to do it? Is this for me to push through? I think if it were, if I was coming home, which I have in the past on Sunday and Caravana was on Thursday, that's happened where they're that close together. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't yeah, have done it. Yeah. At two weeks. Right. Like, you know, it's interesting. It's all timing too. And it, it was just like, it was a divine and spiritual thing. And, and God was with me. Like he was the, he was why, right. It's like, yeah. I'm doing this. If you want me to do it, great. Open all the doors. That's my, that's always my thing. If you don't want me to do it, close the doors. Yes. Just yeah. close them. take the people that don't need to be there. Bring the people that need to be there, but like make a way if it's yeah. your, if it's your divine plan. Yeah. That's right. I know I have, my, that's, yeah. I have my agenda as a human being, but is that in my highest good? Mm. Right. So, so one of the or questions that came up when you were speaking and you talked about when your logic break, brain picked in. Um, and so I wrote this down. So I was going to say, what can you say about saying yes before the logic? Because I think that, um, again, going back to the title of this, the magic that people miss in their lives is because they're trying to figure out all of that logic stuff. But what I observed in that moment when you said that was, man, she said yes long before she actually figured out new thought how to do this. So with all the training and with all like your like from a professional Iana perspective, mm-hmm. what can you share with people about that ability and what are some of the tools or tactics that can do to say yes before the logic kicks in? Yes. I think we know immediately. You see that mm-hmm. that feeling that we mm-hmm. get that you just we want have to do a it. Yeah, we have a visceral reaction to things, right? It's why people do muscle testing or a lie detector test. Our body knows way ahead of time what we need, what we want, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, right? It's why it's why you can walk into a, at least I don't know if you're like this, but you can walk into a room, you can sense something. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. stomach doesn't flip mm-hmm. if you're talking to someone. The energy is off, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think a lot of us bypass i've learned to bypass that signal that our body and our soul and our mind i think i think in um uh in agreement with one another tells us right away right we've learned somewhere by our teaching that that doesn't make sense what you're feeling what does that mean? What about this? What about that? People from the outside start with all the questions, right? Mm-hmm. And so you learn that, or you, we are conditioned, I should say, that 
a, a gut feeling is not enough. Mm. You have to question this. And, it, and, and it's not to say that you shouldn't question things. It's not to say that there is no place for the logical mind. Of course, mm-hmm. right? But so many of us don't do what we are meant to do because we are bypassing that feeling. Mm. I think you have to really, really tap into and hone in, mm-hmm. like, like go inward, Mm-hmm. don't ask any questions go inward and really feel how it feels because the entire time I was doing that as well right even though I was like yes gung-ho I would check in how does this feel does this feel good am I feeling good mm-hmm. do I feel like am I getting am I jiving with the designer I love the design it was a it was an instant no uh, sorry an instantaneous yes for me but I checked in with myself the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think meditation helps a lot with that mm-hmm. so that you can ground yourself and send to yourself to know and drown out the noise. Okay. What's the noise telling you? I can't do it. I'm scared. How is this going to happen? I don't know what the next steps are, but the next steps always reveal themselves. Right. I see it as like some of us have, um, like think of a think of a, a a car on a dark road. I just drove from Lindsay last night. Okay. Oh my gosh, it was dark. It was right? dark. Okay. So, it was dark. So you can see as far as your um, headlights take you, and then you can turn on the bright lights and see further. Right. Mm-hmm. Each one of us has different capacity where that's concerned. Some people have long, 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 long vision. Some people things have to appear right here. Right. The point is. The next step will always reveal itself, right? Mm-hmm. As you go, you take one step, you do it. You don't have to have it all mapped out. I think that's where a lot of people fall into the yeah. trap of, I don't have the whole picture and you don't have to have the whole picture. You just have to trust that what you're feeling and what you know to be true is absolute. And you will go step by step. And if you are meant to turn left, you you will turn left. Like that will happen. Or if you're meant to turn right, but if you don't take one step, you'll never get on that road. You will never get on your journey. You will constantly talk yourself out of things. And so you've got to get back to the space of, I, I, um, and my dad would always say to me, make a decision. Cause sometimes at least the decision gets you in momentum Mm -hmm. and then you can, weeks as you go right so there are many things that i've been like i i want to do this and then as you go you realize you shot past that goal the goal is here that you are heading towards and now you're over here and you go oh sometimes it's a goal post right to bring you along i like that you along but then it shoots past and you go oh actually what i accumulated on the way Mm -hmm. to this goal post changed my trajectory or changed my vision of my trajectory so i'm on a dip but it brought me where i needed to be if i didn't start if i didn't have that goal in the first place Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be here or past it i love that right so i for me it's grounding centering drowning out the noise Mm -hmm. it's beginning to really trust yourself and your inner your inner knowing Mm -hmm. Because people can have all kinds of opinions about what you're going to do or what you're meant to do. And they don't have the vision. They don't have 
the vision that you've been given. That you've been given. For I love that you, you know, there's two things. So one is that the vision that you've been given. And I noticed that um, earlier um, you said what you're meant to do, not want to do, that people mm. miss what they're meant to do. And, yeah. and sometimes it's just about taking that next step. I love that. So one, uh, one more, another question, one question that you, you haven't answered <laughs> without me asking. <laughs> Before which I get one, to, which one? Before I get to Rapid Thrivers is let's just talk about burnout. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. a lot of what you say, people have been like, they're just, they're still doing, they're still pressing. They're, here are the challenges. I'm using this technique to stay motivated and pushed out. And then they get to a point of burnout. Either, can you maybe talk to what might be leading to the burnout? Like, are they trying too hard? And then what can, how do they reset beyond that to continue to sort of continue yeah. to trust themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's interesting because even with friends and clients and stuff, people, it's, it's a trauma response, like that need to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. I'll try this. Then I'll try. And it's like, stop. I've never heard that before. That it's a trauma response. Yes. To keep going when it's not working right? Stop. Just stop. Pause. You know? Okay, um, sorry, I need to, I'm just going to, I'm interrupt. So that's not resilience? Okay. Part of resilience mm-hmm. for me is having compassion for yourself and grace, grace with yourself. Resilience does not mean pushing 24-7 I don't, I don't believe that resilience has to embody and encompass your ability to stop and give yourself grace, stop and reevaluate to see what direction you need to go in next. We think we know all the things all the time. So we keep doing and doing and doing and, and, Many high achievers have gotten great success by doing. So it is a default to keep doing and to keep pushing. But it's also okay to stop. And it's also okay to honor. Okay, I don't know what's next. Let me just stop. Let me go take a walk. Let me breathe. Let me do something to maybe for a couple of days, maybe for a week. Give yourself the space. But um I think that resilience is getting up and going again. Yes. And I also think resilience is stopping Mm. as well, right? Stopping, breathing, and then getting up and going again. I think the stopping and breathing is where people miss. People miss that, Mm. right? So, um, so I, yeah. So back to the question about burnout, it's like, yes. And I mean, especially in this last, season of our all of our lives like burnout is so heavy and real um and so people yeah there's this sense of like i gotta keep going i gotta keep doing i gotta keep going but we're not designed to be functioning that way Mm -hmm. we're just not this is why rest is so important sleep is so important recovery is so important right um if if going all the time and I've been there as well, where it's like, Oh my gosh, school. And I should be in school. Now I'm 21. What's happening. But I didn't go back until I was 31 Mm -hmm. and I didn't do my master's till I was 35 or 36. Mm -hmm. I didn't get married till I was 42. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What is the schedule mm-hmm. that we have ourselves on mm-hmm. that is, I mean, it's sucking the life out of us, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's sucking the life out of us. So it's being able to um, just pause, take, give yourself a moment. Cause it's almost like, you know, you know, and I always think of this, these like wind up toys that you, you know, you set off in the room and they go around, but then they hit a wall. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then they're just right? like, they they're, hit still, a wall. <laughs> they're still trying. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. and then you have to move them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it takes a minute. It takes a minute too to be like, okay, I'll stop. Okay. I've hit a wall. Let me stop. I'll stop. I'll take, I'll take a breath. Cause also, I think what is meant for you and what you're meant to do is not, it's not going to run away from you. It's waiting for you. Mm. Right. But it wants you in the Alive. best yeah. form and version of yourself, yeah. Yeah. not the worn out, worn down version of yourself. Yeah, it wants time. you, it wants you recovered. It wants you to be full. It wants you to be alive and vibrant. And sometimes you need to pause and do something else. And then return to it. And it's good. Okay, you're good. Let's go now. So many times I express that, oh, this interview was for me, not for, not for anyone else that's going to listen to it. And this is one of them for sure. So yes. I'm going to take you through some rapid thrivers. Okay. When you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to mind first? My mom. Hmm. Yep. My I love mom. the relationship you have with your mom. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh she's pretty awesome grace grace um grace filled person. Mm. Sometimes when I'm like in my ah, Scorpio self and she's just over there. <laughs> Sometimes she's I think, good. how did you make me? I don't get it. Like <laughs> so. So she's your calm. But yeah, yeah. What is a daily activity that helps you stay really empowered? meditation Mm. when I'm not meditating and I fall off for like chunks of time, Mm -hmm. you know, and I notice, Mm -hmm. I notice how I feel. I notice that I'm not as grounded. I notice that I'm, um, more, I, I, am more reactive, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, meditation and prayer, meditation and prayer, a book, that has helped you with your thrive. I, I can tell you what, you, I know what your last one was that you said in the last episode. Let's see what you say this time. Yes. I was going to say The Alchemist. Yes, you did. So I said, I knew still it. still the book. Yeah. still the book because that, that was the, you know, I, as we purge, I'm realizing that, um, you know, you're in different seasons and you're like, um, Oh, I suddenly my my company's magic makers, but it's always been the theme. Mm-hmm. Always since I was small. Mm-hmm. I'll look at cards that people have written to me. I'll look at things that I've written, and yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, oh, I was talking about dreams yeah. in high school. I was talking about the, that kind of thing, and so the alchemist happened in this time in my life. I just finished The Lion King. I'd gone to Vancouver to um, shoot this movie with Carol Burnett. And I found someone recommended the book, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was all about magic and your magic Mm -hmm. and your, that kind of thing. And I was really connecting to that at that time. So I always go back to that. There are lots of other books, but that one is the one that's like, yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. An app. Yeah. What's an app that helps mm. you with your thrive or stay empowered? Hmm. You know, the first thing that came to mind was like calm, that mm-hmm. calm app. But I think it's more when I listen to podcasts, mm. like, you know, um, Mel Robbins and Oprah mm. interviewing people who are mm. I, I are amazing or who I've, I've never heard of or that I find helps me go. It, it helps with my vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. It helps to see another person's journey and therefore what is possible yeah. with another person. And then that helps you kind of go, okay. I could, I could do that part of theirs. It's not exact, but like this part of their thing, I could I do that. that. Yeah. You know, in yeah. your way, in your magical way, in so your what, way, what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you on now on TV or, or thriving or <laughs> pulling like 200 pounds? <laughs> She's strong. Misconception. That's interesting. I think I, what comes to mind immediately is like what I, I think maybe people think of me who don't know me, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, don't know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and that is like, maybe I'm, I've always been told before people meet me that I, they thought that I was stuck up. Oh, I know. I'm like, what? And then, and then <clears throat> you realize like, I've noticed it with other people. I'm like, she looks stuck up. Then you talk to them and you go, you're not stuck up. Yes. You just have a particular yeah. face yeah. Yeah. that looks that way. Right. So then people, so I think I'm not at all. And actually, if I do look stuck up, maybe I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Shy. Right. That, that's another, right. Yeah. I feel shy and I'm like, mm, and I get all stoic looking. No, not at all. So that's the only thing I can think of. Cause I don't know what else. People, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And that's from way back when. So, well, the one that I can say, and I know I'm going mega over, but I'm going to because I think it comes up is um, as, as we were talking one day, you sent me this message asking me for advice. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. So, the, so to everyone is listening, she'd asked me, you know, about speaking. How do I, like, how do I get the gigs? And for, how corporate. Do I, for corporate. For corporate, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, me? <laughs> you don't you have all these gigs like in my head i'm thinking she has all these gigs oh my god (laughs) no oh my god yeah it's so that's so okay that's 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 the answer is that like yeah social media is an interesting thing and can make people feel because i'll meet people and they'll be like oh my god so how's it going you're so and i'm like am i so busy like i could be um, considerably busier but um yeah i think uh yeah maybe that's it yeah people think people think that you have all way more going on than it's actually going on i think that's a perception for any all of us on social media like i'll hear people also say you know um people who are busy actually doing lots of stuff but then the perception of the public is, well, you're so busy. I won't bother you. Yes. Yes. I get But then personally, you're not, nothing's going on because people are thinking that you're doing all this stuff. So I won't ask you, Oh, she must be busy. And then this, that's not my situation, but just saying other people I've heard, 
be like, I was home. Like, why did anyone? And I'm like, and you're just like, oh, I don't know. Right. So it's like, it's a, it's a very, and very, very interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, for so, the, the social media. So yeah. where do we find more of your amazing human? Yes. So I'm on Instagram and I'll be doing more lives and stuff like that upcoming. Um, Ayana underscore Sealy and I'm, I'm on Facebook ish, but you know, um, and then my website is ayannasealy.com. And we'll put all the links. And uh, yeah. if there is a link for, uh, I'm definitely going to drop a link so that people have the visual of yourself in oh. in the costume. I think that is going to be really beautiful. I'm going to add that yes. to the show notes. And so yeah. this uh, podcast is uh, called Empowered in My Skin. Mm-hmm. And I would love you to express what that means to you. Oh, so much. Um, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but I have a scar on my right foot. Okay. No. So. So yeah, so a car drove over my foot when I was six and I have a scar on my right foot. So from a very young age, I had to deal with people staring at my foot mm. and going, what happened to you? What happened? And I lived in Trinidad. So worse because mm-hmm. they're not as, they're not as uh what's the word? Politically <laughs> correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skinny, yes. So, um, I started with that and then the swelling and people will always comment. Oh my God, what happened to your foot? Oh my God, it's really swollen. It happened this summer. So there's, there was that. And I think part of the purpose of those things happening early in my life was for me to be comfortable, be comfortable being with my imperfections, my obvious imperfections. Um, and then grow, you know, like when I chopped off my hair and I grew it out natural and having to learn that it didn't have to be long and straight and flowing to be beautiful. I didn't have to look like that to be beautiful. I had to learn those things. Um, and also more recently, it's been empower, um, learning to love all the parts of myself that are, you know, the artist, the academic kind of the weirdo, the, all those things and re- learning to really love all those things together is for me, what it means to feel empowered in my skin, to be exactly who I am with my, with my strengths, my flaws, my imperfections, the beauty, the magic, whatever that looks like, um, and be, and stand firm and stand tall. Mm. Right. Um, and that has been, it's been a journey, a journey. you know, even even moving, I'll say this, moving from Trinidad, I remember being in Trinidad and feeling different. I wanted to do things that my friends were did, were not interested in. Let's make up a dance. I didn't know the word choreography, choreograph. So let's make up a dance and let's perform. Let's do it in front of the school. And they looked at me like I had three heads, right? We moved to Toronto and our family friends are in a school for the arts. So I get pushed into art school. Now you're That's where I was Right now, I will say, you know, there's still that like, I am a Trini, Trinidadian culture is deep in me, but I still feel different Mm. from a lot of, you know, from, so, so it's learning, what does that feel like? Who am I? What are my differences? And feeling comfortable, no matter where I go, no matter who I'm around, being able to be the fullness of yourself. 
that is me. That is feeling empowered in my skin. Wow. So magical too on you. So, so I, I thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for making my job as host so easy because I was, I was like, I was enamored. I was like up front for your story. It was really great. And you covered so many leadership points through the way that you told it. And so uh, I believe that's a true gift for everyone that's listening. And uh, just really thank you for your continued amazing human. Yeah. Thank you for you know, wanting to highlight this because it's something that I wanted to do. I wanted to, and I just never did. And so I'm happy that we, we got to do this together. Yeah, thank you, love. You thought it, you know, important <laughs> enough for someone of else. Of course, I'm so, I called you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I haven't talked to her for a long time, right? Like, I just, yeah. not text, not <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That was awesome. And I I'm love so that happy. we connected. And so to everyone that's listening, I trust that this episode has left you empowered to face and embrace the magic within you and to step into it, say yes before the logic. And mm. uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone listening. And this is sadly where I have to say, we're out. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered in My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.